Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of Believe is brought to you by Cryptid Coffee Co. Use promo code BELIEVE on checkout for 10% off their Angry Yowie Coffee Blend. Head over to cryptid.com.au to check them out. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. So Joseph, where did this all really start for you? Um, well, the main one was uh, is around uh, 1996 and the July school holidays. Um, my father used to always take um, my grandfather, uh, used to take my brother and myself up to my grandfather's place, which was on Southern York Peninsula in South Australia. And uh, he had a little little beach house on, right on the beach, so you'd like right on the right on the beach and you could see the whole sea and you had like almost like a 180 view of the sea then it's sort of into like a bit of a sweeping bay and you could you know see the whole lot sort of out through there so um yeah so um one morning we we're like all sitting out the front um it must have been about 10 or 11 o'clock and there was myself my father, my brother, my grandfather, my uh, grandfather's mate, uh, Peter. And um, it was like light raining. There was a little bit of mist and that sort of stuff and a bit of a swell, some waves coming in from out from sea. So we're sitting out the front. We had a little fire going and we're all chatting and having a bit of a joke. And there were these dolphins and they're like pretty much straight out the front, a little bit to the left. And they were like playing on the waves so they were jumping out the water and they were surfing on the waves so we're watching them and chatting about them and then um i I looked to my right no i looked to my left 
and it looked into like this sort of bay. So uh, for the ships or boats to come in this bay, they basically have to come past us, and uh, we would see them. And um, as we, as I looked in the bay, there was a, a very light mist, a little bit drizzly, and um, I could see this ship like very clear, and um, it had two really big masts on it and then a, a smaller mast and then it was sort of a very sleeker sort of looking ship but it did look quite old and um I, I said to my I said to my grandfather and my dad I'm like oh look at that old ship I haven't seen this ship um come past and uh we all looked at it and my grandfather he actually said well wow, I haven't seen a ship like that for a long time like not around here anyway and um we we watched it a little bit more and um just sort of commented on it and had no no sails up or anything it just looked like it was just moored there just anchored offshore in the little bay and um anyway my brother he turned around he said oh look the dolphins are surfing back on the waves so we turned back and we were watching the dolphins and they were playing and jumping around so we were watching them for a few minutes having a bit of a chat and I looked back at the ship and it was totally gone and uh, I said oh where did the ship go and we all turned back and my grandfather's like oh wow like that's just vanished it's completely gone like we didn't even see it set sail or anything it, it was just gone and um, my grandfather, he's like, oh, wow, like, that's the Flying Dutchman. He nicknamed Flying Dutchman and, you know, he told us a bit of a story about that. And then we're like, oh, you know, okay, you know. So um, later on that day, we sort of talked about it a bit more and, you know, didn't really think too much of it. Anyway, um, later on that, that day, um, my myself and my grandfather were walking down, so there's a big row of shacks or beach houses right on the beach so we went down um about two two houses down to see one of my grandfather's friends uh beryl and she had this place right on the beach like my grandfather some big windows and she used to sit inside and she used to uh, knit and do crosswords and look out the window look over the sea and uh, as we walked past, he's like, oh, hello, Beryl. And she's like, oh, hey. And then my grandfather, as a joke, said, oh, did you see the Flying Dutchman this morning? And uh, she stopped and she, like, froze. Oh, she did. And she looked at my grandfather and looked at me and said, did you see that too? And, like, we sort of, like, a bit stunned. We're like, yeah. And she goes, oh, I was sitting here and I seen a real light mist come in and the ship seemed to, like, appear in the mist and she goes i watched it for about five five minutes or so and then she said it just vanished he said it vanished in front of my eyes and um my grandfather's like oh really and she's like yeah she goes that's the second time i've seen that ship and uh, my grandfather's like oh wow like where else had you seen that ship and um she said oh down in the bay uh, that we, we call Shag Rock. Um, and it, we call it Shag Rock because the cormorants, uh, we call them shags, and they sit on the rocks, so we called it there. And it, that's about 2Ks down from where we were. And she said about, she said about a year ago, I think it was, um, 
she'd gone down there with a friend and um, they'd parked the car, then they're walking along the sand dunes and that overlooked another type of bay and she said the tide was right up and she could see this ship moored in there, um, just moored, no sails up. And she reckons she could see it so clearly, she could see the rust on the portholes. And, yeah, um, and so she, her and her friend, they wanted to get a close look. So they thought, oh, we'll go down the side, the, the sand dunes, and get down on the beach and try and get a bit closer to, to it. So she reckons they walked down the side, the sand dunes, and by the time they got on the beach, which would have probably only been a couple of minutes, it was gone. Like completely gone, and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that just freaked us out. My grandfather's like, "Oh wow, really?" And like, yeah, like you know, and we always talk about it. And even me and my brother, we even talk about it now. But yeah, that was that was the ghost ship we saw. Have you ever seen that since? No, I've never seen it since. And I, I don't really know anyone else that has either. Not like I've really. Yeah, like the the shack was only sold about two years ago, but we didn't really get down there quite much because it was getting rented out and there's a bit of a, you know, but yeah, so. Did anything bad happen after you saw the Flying Dutchman? And I'm, I'm going to probably ask you this question again later on, but just so I can kind of see if any mm. anything did. No I, don't, no, I don't recall anything bad happening, no. No, it was just, yeah, it was just something really odd and something we couldn't explain. Like like I said, for it to come past us, we would have had to see it. And for it to leave the bay, we would have had to see it. And the fact that it just stood there, had no sails up, looked like it was moored. We were just like, oh, okay. Like at the first, we were like, oh, it's just an old ship moored in there. But then when it vanished, we were just like, something's going on here. Yeah, that's that's so cool. That is, I have a hundred questions. I'm going to ask you them right after I hear about your uh, your second encounter. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I just start with that one. So it was just after I left school. So I um was in the eleven. So I reckon it was about ninety eight, um, around September ninety eight. Um, it was the school holidays because I remember my brother he used to at school. But he come and worked with me and my father as well. So um, my father he had quite a big job uh, down in Clare in the Barossa Valley, and uh, his dad was like a painter and decorator. So we went on there, and um, it was a quite a big property. Um, it was a couple of k's out of Clare. I can't exactly remember how much. But um, there was a really big old farmhouse, big high roofs and a big ballroom type thing. And then there was a lot of little like um, farm, a farmer, farmer hand like quarters, like little cottages. So I think there's like three little cottages um, not too far from the main house. So our job was to paint the main house and also paint and redo all the cottages. So... Um, so when we first moved there, like, we were staying in one of the uh, cottages. We were there probably about two months. And, um, like, each each morning we'd get up and there'd be, like, things would move. Like, let's say we'd put our uh, boots and our work clothes down by, like, 
you know, in the bedroom down by the foot of the bed or something. And um, the next morning we'd get up, have breakfast, get dressed. And, you know, our work boots would be down the other side of the house or like down in the laundry or something like the other side of the cottage or, um, you know, or, you know, we'd go make the bread and dad's like, oh, where's the bread gone? And, you know, it'd be, you know, somewhere else and just odd things like that. And we didn't really think much of it because you know dad and i used to play tricks on it and we thought oh yeah you know we're just playing another trick type thing but you know it happened quite often just little things throughout the time we stayed there anyway um this one day we're painting this cottage the cottage that we're staying in and um it faced onto like a quite a big dam the dam i'm guessing would have been probably about 200 meters away and um we were around the back and we were painting the back of this uh, cottage and um, Dad said to me, um, can you uh, go and get the such and such paint out of the car? The car was around the front. And I'm like, yeah, no worries, Dad. So I walked around there, walked around the side of the cottage and as I looked up, I could see and I could also hear these uh, two young children um, playing on a rope swing on the other side of the dam. And I sort of stopped and looked at him and I could hear him laughing and giggling and having a bit of a chat. And, you know, the girl was pushing this younger boy. I'm guessing the girl would have been about nine, um, uh, probably 10 or 12 years old. The boy, probably eight to 10, I guess, um, on the swing. And I watched him and I'm like, okay. I didn't think there were sort of kids on this property. Anyway, I go to the car, I grab the paint out of the car, walk back around, just said to Dad, oh, I didn't know there was kids on the property. And Dad's like, oh, no, I don't think there is any kids. And I'm like, oh, there's a couple of kids playing on the swing over across from the other side of the dam. And Dad's like, oh, okay. So he's walked to the edge of the cottage and he's had a look. And um, Dad's like, Oh, wow, so there is. Um, must be one of the farmhands' kids or something. I'm not too sure. So didn't think much of it. We're just going back to work. So, you know, the rest of the day we just worked away and just, you know, didn't really think too much of it. Anyway, around tea time, we're cooking tea and the uh, owner of the property come around to see how we'd go and just check up, just have a chat with Dad. So I, I was just sort of in there just listening and Dad said to him, oh, um, who's the children on the property? And the uh, the owner of the property said, oh, look, no, nah, there's no children on the property. There hasn't been any children on the property for a good 30 years. Dad's like, oh, no, nah, we saw some kids playing on the on the swing over by the dam. And Dad's like, and the, no, the owner's like, well, no, no, there's no kids on the property. There hasn't been any kids on the property in a long time. The only people on the property is the farmhand who takes care of the farm and that. He's in his, you know, he's in his 50s or whatever. He doesn't have any kids. I'm like, okay, yep, no worries. And then um, anyway, the, the owner, he sort of walked off, but he seemed just a little bit off. But that was fine. We didn't think, you know, we just uh, went on with what we're doing. Anyway, about... Three days later, I reckon it was, um, the owner, he come back to check on how we were doing, have a bit of a chat with us and just see how we're getting along. But this time he bought two black and white photos with him and he showed my father and myself these two photos and they were the kids in the photo that we saw. 
this girl and a boy and the girl was older than the boy and we were just like oh wow yeah they're definitely the kids and he said yes they were the two children that were on the property back in the late 50s early 60s and they both drowned in that dam and yeah we yeah we <laughs> looked at each other and we we, yeah, we were blown away we were blown away and the property owner he was like yeah Ever since then, there hasn't been any kids on the property. They were the, at the time, there was a farmhand staying there and they were his children. And basically, after the children died in the dam, they left. And, yeah, so, yeah, and that, that, that was the second, second major sort of one that I'd had with my dad. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was very odd, very odd. And, um, after that, with the things getting moved around in the, in the cottage and that, we sort of, we sort of like, oh, where's my boots? We're like, oh, they're down, you know, the kids are, you know, playing tricks on us again type thing. But yeah, we, um, finished up there oh, a couple of weeks later and yeah, we took, we still talk about it, you know what I mean? I often talk about it when Dad was alive and even me and my brother were like, I remember that time. And we're like, yeah. So. Joseph, I have to let you in on a secret. And it's actually, it's not really a secret. I think a lot of people know this, but this podcast essentially would not exist if it wasn't for the Flying Dutchman. Oh, really? <laughs> really, because my dad was a, he used to own a trawler and he, he owned a trawler for a majority of my, my younger life. I think until I was like basically 18 years old. And I remember him telling me quite clearly one day that he saw the Flying Dutchman out at sea. And I don't know if you know this, but the, the Flying Dutchman is essentially an omen that something bad is potentially about to happen. And sure enough, something bad did happen to the to the boat. It nearly actually sunk. Um, and ever since he told me that story, I've just had this incredible fascination with the with the weird and the unknown. And man, this story hits home because that is super super creepy and so interesting that the flying dutchman showed itself to to so many people and you know i don't really know the logic of how the flying dutchman works like who knows there could have been some poor bugger out at sea and um it was showing them that hey something bad's gonna happen to you but what an experience to to share with your your family that you all saw the flying dutchman at the same time And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to BelievePod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month.
Yeah, we all we all saw it. There's five of us, yeah, five of us that saw it, and we we were just like, oh wow, like did we just see like. You know, we didn't see it vanish, but we looked back and it was gone. But this lady Beryl, she she saw it appear, and she she was straight as an arrow. This lady, she you know didn't drink. You know, she was just like yeah. But yeah, it was quite yeah, quite mind blowing. It's something I'd never forget. That's for sure. What was the vibe from everyone when you were seeing this thing? Like, did your did your other family members like your dad and your and your uncle or your sorry your your dad and your grandpa, did they know it was the Flying Dutchman? Well, that's what my grandfather nicknamed it. At the time, we we just thought we were looking at an older ship that had come in more without us knowing it. But, you know, we were just sitting out having a chat, having a cup of tea on the veranda there and, you know, watching the sea, watching the dolphins. And so we didn't, when we saw it, we didn't really think too much of it. It wasn't until after... Um, after it vanished and after we looked back and it was gone, that we were just like, like, where'd it go? Like, hold on, what's happened there? And then my grandfather, he's like, oh, that's the Flying Dutchman, like, you know, and he was, you know, then, yeah, he, he nicknamed it the Flying Dutchman. So, but I can't say anything bad happened, like, to us afterwards. So, you know, I don't know how it all works. And, you know, maybe it was like an imprint or I don't know. I'm really, yeah. It's surreal. I think it's just the the coolest encounter of all time because I can't believe that this podcast exists because of it and you got to see it and I am so immensely envious of you. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, like at the time we didn't think too much of it and then, but it wasn't until we spoke to this, it wasn't until we spoke to this lady and it wasn't until we spoke to Beryl that we were like, oh, wow, like there's someone else who was a part from us that actually seen it as well and to go on to say that she's seen it a second time and that was the second time she'd seen it um and you know the thing is it bugs me it was like it's so it happened like you know 20 years ago but it still is imprinted on my mind and um you know i wish back in the day i'd probably written it down and got more information but you just don't really think of it until then you know what i mean well that's it and i mean the the weight of the situation doesn't really bear down on you when when you're in it i guess and you know you were in no real danger or or anything like that from this you know from this experience and for you it would have just been this absolute surreal moment in time and you're sharing it with those closest to you i don't blame you for not kind of jotting things down yeah, well, it was just amazing because, yeah, like I said, it'd have to come past this, uh, to come into the bay and also sort of come out of the bay and for us not to see it come and leave and then for Beryl to say, yeah, it's appeared, then, you know, vanished. And um, I haven't really come across anyone else who's seen anything quite like that. But, you know, I've got a mate, he used to work on the, on, uh, on the trawlers out at Bass Strait and he used to, I think he was the skipper, so he used to drive the ship. And he used to say they, they could see light, so they'd think there was a ship coming towards them, so he'd check the radar, but there'd be nothing on the radar. But then he'd look out, and then the light would be gone. But then he would um, check the radar, and there'd be something on the other side of the radar, but he wouldn't be able to see the light or anything. And he goes, yeah, that was like... 
uh, that that stretch of water was very like a creepy. There used to be some really weird, weird stuff that would happen out there. Uh, so, what did the ship look like? Did it look like it was a, a ghostly ship, or did this just look like a, a normal ship, like solid, not transparent, it, or anything like that? It, it looked like a solid. It looked like a solid ship. It looked like an older ship, like with masts and sails. Like it had two. I remember it had two very big main masts. I, I guess from the middle of the ship to the the front of the ship, but at the back it had a smaller mast. But then it had like a a little sort of one off the front, and then uh, it was sleeker sort of design. Like a sort of it looked like it was sort of quite sleek. But still, you could tell it was old, um, and um, it had like a little, it had a little rate. It was sort of higher at the front, and then it sort of come down, dipped down a bit. But then at the back, it sort of picked up again. It was quite a little bit higher at the back, so it looked like it had like a, a cabin or something on the back of it. Um, yeah. Um, <sighs> Because it was quite, it wasn't really misty, but there was a bit of mist and a little bit of rain. Um, but it was probably only seven hundred, yeah, six seven hundred meters away, really. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a long way away. Yeah, that's really close. That's, but it, it that's looked, close. <laughs> but it looked, it was solid. It was really solid, like you know, like like the grand my grandfather's place. You're like right on the beach, so you know, fifty meters, and you're knee deep in water. So that's how close it was. We were to the water, so then you know, and this was out in the bay, so it does quite get quite deep in the bay. Um, but yeah, it did look solid. I'm trying to think. I think it was like a whitish, maybe a whitish sort of color. Um. Yeah, yeah, I can't. It was quite long ago. I can't quite remember, but um, yeah, it, yeah, I can just tell. It sort of, it didn't look like a really old, old, you know, something like Captain Cook or something sailed out here, but it still looked old enough to go. Well, I haven't seen a sailing ship like that, and and even my grandfather said I haven't haven't seen a ship like this in years. I'm like, wow, that's an old one. You know, and what's it doing here type thing. But we just, yeah, at, at the time, we just thought, oh, okay, well, someone sailed in there, come out of the rain, they're just waiting there till it passed. But. No, I think it's I think it's really cool. And I, I think it's such a great encounter to, to share with, with other people. So uh, my, yeah. hat, my hat's off to you for, uh, for experiencing something quite so surreal. But yeah. the, that second encounter that you had with the with the ghost children that really would have put the the hairs up on your arms just oh, yeah oh see we didn't think much of it but when we saw the photos me and dad just went oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah exactly when those photos come out it would have just been like what is going on yeah we like because you know they're blonde-haired kids and they were in sort of you know a bit older sort of clothes but you know just oh yeah just some kids down but thing is we were quite a way out of the main town like and like the property itself was quite a was a very quite a large property um so you know for some kids to you know that they, they weren't like the neighbors kids or anything because the closest 
place would have been probably two or three k's away. So, um, but yeah, it was quite eerie. And like when Dad did speak to the owner of the property, and he mentioned it, like we could sort of see like just his body language. He was sort of like he knew that there was something there, but he didn't sort of let it on. And like even me and like we sort of picked up on that, but we weren't. Really, but yeah, when he come back with the black and white photos of these two children, and like. You know, they they, were, they weren't very far away at all. We could hear him laughing and giggling and pushing each other on the swing. And, um, yeah, um, yeah, like for him to rock up with the photo, we were just like blown away. We were just like, oh, well. And then, you know, later on we are like, well, that's probably got to do why our boots are getting moved around or you know, this is going missing and that sort of stuff. So we just, uh, uh, and then when it happened, we're like, oh, yeah, that's the kids' plan tricks on us. That's just the kids' plan. So, but, um, you know, it was eerie. But, you know, Dad and my grandfather, they used to always have strange things happen to them and that. And we used to always very quite open um, with that sort of stuff. They used to always sit around, tell each other stories and, you know, a couple of their mates would come around and have a bit of a chat and, you know, talk about ghosts and flying saucers and, you know, weird weird sort of creatures and that sort of stuff. So, so you're sort of bored up just going, oh, yeah, wow, you know. What I find so fascinating about that encounter with the, with the ghost children is that they kind of just hung around. It wasn't like a, you know, like a blinking you miss it type of encounter or anything like that. They hung around long yeah. enough for you to go get your dad and say, "Hey, come check out these kids swinging." Yeah. Well, th- th- they would have been like ten minutes at least, because by the time I walked there, I stopped there, looked at the kids, watched them for a minute or two. I'm like, oh, okay, get the stuff out the car, and then go back and see dad. And then for dad to walk up, you know, it would have been about ten minutes. And then dad's like, "Oh yeah, so there is." And do you then, do you wish you went up to the kids? Um, oh, I don't know. Yes, I guess so. I, I guess it. I never thought about it, but I guess so. But then again, like at that time, I didn't think much of it. But you know, um, you just didn't think much of my oh, yeah. That's oh yeah. It's probably just the farmhands' kids. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. We've got a job to do. But yeah, I guess I did. I wish went up to him. I just don't know what would have happened. <laughs> you know, if they vanished in front of me, I would have been running back with Dad. Back going, let's go home. Let's get out of here. I'm not coming back. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. would have been crazy to see what would have happened there because uh, yeah. did, did you see him again after you saw the photograph? Um, no, I never saw the kids again. No, like I said, we were finishing up on the job, so I think we had probably another two weeks to go roughly, um, maybe another two weeks. I think Dad went down there to do some touch-ups probably a month or two later, but he only stayed a night or two. But, um, yeah, no, I don't think we ever seen him again. Like, we did have, still have things getting moved around and that, and we're just like, oh, yeah, okay, well. But, um, yeah, never saw them again. Um no, no, never really saw him. I mean, we went back and there was some fish. When there was fish in the dam, so when we'd um, knock off, we'd go fishing and catch some fish in the dam. And 
that sort of stuff. And I'm trying to recall if I ever saw the rope swing there. Um, um, when I walked around the other side, the, the dam, because we'd walk around the other side and fish off the other side dam, but I can't even recall if I seen a rope swing there after that. That's, that's the, that's the odd thing, isn't it? Makes you think what's going on there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, um, yeah, for the, f- f- yeah, like I said, for the owner to sort of like have a, you know, he must have known that there was something going on there for him to bring the photos back. Like, he would have had to, you know, if he would have just passed it off, he wouldn't have done that. But for him to bring the photos back, he would have had to know that something's going on. That's, you know, that's what me and Dad both thought. Well, you know, he's he's probably seen him himself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a real head spin for him, you know, especially if he has seen them before and just couldn't couldn't really justify it and you know who knows maybe you seeing them with your with your father just really solidified his own encounter to go yeah nah something's going on here <laughs> yeah 100% that's that's why yeah that's why i think like you know when he come back and he's checking up the progress and then he's pulled out these photos and you know i was just like <gasps> And dad's like, oh my god! And like, I'd actually seen them like a lot longer than my dad. Dad sort of like stood there, looked at the kids for a minute, and oh yeah, and whatever. Where I've sort of like had a really good look at him, and you know, you know, the boy I can remember, he's still like he was in shorts, like brown shorts, and he was wearing like a lighter sort of beige, sort of like a collared sort of top with like um, uh, what are those things? Uh, like braces to hold his shorts up. And the girl, she was in a bit of a, she was in a dress, which was probably down past the knees. Like a, I reckon it was like a blue and white sort of dress, which come down by her knees. And, um, you know, they're just swinging on that, like she was just pushing him on the swing and they're laughing. And, you know, we could hear him laughing and that, you know, and it's just like, oh, well, you know. And, you know, it sounded like they were having fun, you know. They looked like, you know, they were enjoying their time, you know, and it's just like, oh, okay, just a couple of kids having having a bit of fun, you know. And you know what? There there could be worse ways to spend your eternity in the afterlife, but you know, to I guess to be there with a you know potential sibling and just having the time of your life doing the thing that you love, I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if I saw the two kids drowning in the dam. <laughs> 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 screaming and that I, I would have been freaked out but yeah like I think you know that's why we didn't think much of it we were just like oh yeah cool you know must be the farmhands kids you know like we've seen the farmhand he goes around in his truck doing his rounds oh yeah cool he must have his wife and kids here which wasn't true because there hadn't been any any kids on the property for 30 years so uh, um, yeah but yeah, I've, I've often would would I've often wanted to go back there and have a look, um, you know, and try and get in contact with them. But um, just trying to remember, like, would love love to go back to the property and have a look. It's a beautiful property, but yeah, um, probably just lost contact with them over the years and that sort of stuff. So I'm not even sure how got in contact with them to get the job. To be honest. Well, Joseph, it's been so cool talking to you. It's uh, it's been a real treat for me to to talk to someone who's seen the Flying Dutchman with their own eyes and and got to experience it. Because, like I said, this podcast honestly would not exist if uh, if it wasn't for my father seeing the other uh, Flying Dutchman and really sparking it. 
Yeah, that's a creepy thing as well. But yeah, for for something bad to happen, well, I'm glad nothing bad happened to us. But yeah, um, did did your father often say what it looked like? What it what he described it or he basically described it almost word for word like you did. It was uh, oh. an out of time ship. Uh, it's its sails were down for him too. Um, oh, sorry, the the sails like weren't. Uh, I guess out. And yeah. uh yeah, it was just kinda moored in the in the deep sea and uh floated in and, and floated away in the mist. It was it was a oh, very spare of the moment type of encounter. Yeah. Oh. I'm um, I can't say anything bad happened to me, so <laughs> like, I don't know if something happened with dad or granddad, but I can say with me and my brother nothing really bad happened to us, so Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's been Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 